new podcast year. day. Happy New Year. New podcast day. I think it's the beginning of the new lunar year. I, it's February. Can you catch up? Well, I mean, but it's Are the you, new... Can we be used to writing 2022 already? Lunar oh New Year. Oh, my goodness. Year. He's Googling on his phone as we speak. Talk about unprepared. Can we talk about how unprepared you are for the podcast? I didn't know you were going to say Happy New Year. I wasn't. You did. (laughs) (laughs) I was congratulating the followers and listeners on a happy new podcast day because that's what Mondays are. All of our, all of our highest fans know it's Monday. It's new podcast day. Um, yeah, go ahead as you search. Too bad your internet at your house. Tuesday, February 1st. Happy New Year. It's not February 1st. It's the 7th or 8th. Yeah, but this is our first podcast since the first. Mm, no, we should. We had one on the first. Dang, we missed that. <laughs> you tell them Happy New Year a little late. I didn't. Tell them that. <laughs> I told them Happy New Year in January. You, you said, "Is it Happy New Podcast Day?" Happy New Podcast Day. You said, "Can we start writing 2022 on our calendars already?" Or I said, "Are we used to it yet?" Are we used to it yet? Uh, the other day, I was at the the hospital, the heart hospital, with my granddad. Yeah, and uh, it's all old people there, right? Yes, completely. Uh, and the nurse is talking to this guy in the room next door, and she says, do you know what year it is? And I just kind of looked over at the nurse that was standing outside. I was like, that's not a fair question. <laughs> that's so wrong. You can't We're still, it. It's just February. We're not used to writing 2022 <laughs> yet. That's not fair. No, it's February. You should be by now. Nah. Nah? It's, it's at least March. You got to get through that first quarter. Nah, you're a, little, you're a bit slow in the uptake. Most people are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my name is Mike Watt. I'm the Lucha Preacher. And I'm Too Sweet Trevor Cowan. This is Reforming Manhood. Happy New Lunar Year. <laughs> <laughs> and new podcast day. Yes. All in one podcast. All in one. Yeah. 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 So our series is, uh, we're in a series called uh, Manly Men. Manly men. Men, men, men. No, men, quit men, doing men, that song. Men, Why do you always do that song? They're, those are not manly men in that show. I know. They're terrible men. But it's a good song. One's weak and the other's like a abuser almost. <laughs> but it's a good song. No, it's stupid. Man. Just stop. Just stop. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> uh, so this is, uh, I guess, inspired by... Mansfield's book of manly men. We're going to borrow his maxims, and uh, and that's it, though. And so uh, he's got these. I'd like to maxims. borrow his mustache too. It's not bad. It curls up nicely. He probably uses glue. God glue bless stick. him. Anyways, last week we talked about manly men do manly things. You me- you remember the the recap? You want to give everybody a recap on manly? Yeah, men manly we uh, we talked about doing manly things. And uh, we kind of had a list of what those things were. Uh, some of them were working with your hands. You talked about wanting to uh, uh, make a sword. Forging, yep. yep. Forge forge a sword. Yep. Um, sometimes it's working with your hands. Sometimes it's just, uh, I don't know. I think we talked about like sticking up to bullies or something. No. You, if we didn't, we missed it. We did. Should have. But it, it, we were mainly talking about growing up. Each, yeah. A man grows up through these phases, doesn't get stuck uh, being a boy, he does manly things, not womanly things. Ah, uh, um, that's true. We did talk about things. that. Yeah, yeah. So good recap, buddy. Thanks. <laughs> I tried. I don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> Why not? Because I record. I was. Are I was you there at when least the magic a subscriber. I was there when the magic was written. Which? <laughs> Are you at least a subscriber? Yeah, subscribe. Have you leaving a uh, a review? No. Where no, I have. I've left. Well, I haven't left a review, but I've left a, oh, a star goodness. rating. Okay, All right. that's. Give it enough. five stars. Of course. Because it's a five star show. That's right. 
Not like that loser that gave us one star. <laughs> you leave her alone, all right? She's <laughs> having a bad day. And uh, anyways, so today, last week was, uh, again, sorry, last week was Manly Men Do Manly Things, and today it is uh, a manly men, manly men tend their fields. Mm. Yeah. I have so many fields out here. Yeah? Full of all the craps you give? <laughs> <laughs> No, I have no field. No field. No field. That's how we're talking about. We're My talking dog about goes to the field and leaves her craps. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, so so we, we had to start by ta- kind of defining our field, right? A manly man tends their field. So what is your field? Um, end of the day, um, we're talking personal responsibility, things you're personally responsible over. Um, let's let's go to scripture. First Thessalonians 4. What do you got? Uh, I got verse or chapter 4. Beginning at the end of chapter 10, because they divided these verses up weird. Verse 10. Uh, I mean, verse 10, yeah. Uh, it says, But we urge you, brethren, to excel still more, and to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, and attend your own business, and work with your hands, just as we commanded you, so that you will behave properly toward outsiders, and not in any need. Alright, yeah, so uh, the Bible's telling us to work with our hands. So if you're not working with your hands, you're being disobedient. Disobedient. Sinner, repent. Loser. That's not what it means. No, that's not what I was talking about. Yeah. I mean, it's close, though. Um, so we're not exactly talking about ripping this verse out of context. Um, but but it's not it's not like this verse doesn't apply. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and so so make, make it your ambition, he says, to lead a quiet life. Um, that should be um, – that that is actually not the American dream. Right? No. <laughs> that goes anti-American dream, which is be big and famous for being famous sake. Right? Yeah. Um, and even some Christians think this is wrong. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. To just yeah. lead a quiet life, raising a family. Yeah. 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 There's, there's, well, I mean, you, you saw people in, or a dude in a group comment on, yeah. uh, on this exact thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they think it's just huddling up and being a, in your own group and, and not, not going out into society and being a part of society, but that's not what that means either. Right, right, um, right. It's just meaning this 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 huddle this, means more than that huddle. Yeah, I mean that's he, what it means. Yeah, right? he's he, he's ending by saying behave properly toward out, uh, so that you will be, behave properly toward outsiders and not be in any need. Yeah. So there's a way that we're supposed to act in our day to day lives that actually affects how we respond to outsiders. That's right. That's right. And so, so we need to, to tend the field of, of a quiet life. Um, and he, he even gives a little, nice little, little, uh, addendum. Like, hey, go ahead and, and work with your hands. That will help. Mm. <laughs> and so, um, I do think that, that, that there is something to the sweat of our brow, um, of doing something with our hands. Um, but that's not exactly what we're talking about when we say tend your field. Um, we don't mean that everybody should be a farmer and literally have a field. That they're hoeing or they're they're plowing, right? Um, but you might want to do that. But you might want to do that. Yeah, we can knock go for it. That's right. Um, uh, to quote a current non-Christian, I'm I'm predicting this guy to uh, to turn Christian in the next year or so. Um, Jordan Peterson he wrote a book called The uh, Twelve Rules for Life, and one of his first rules is um, make your bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talks about as a, as a psychologist, again, not a Christian. Um, there is something to taking personal responsibility of where you start your day and where you end your day. Um, and that, uh, that if, if you make your bed, I'm trying to don't look, look at my bed. <laughs> don't worry about what my bed looks like. I, I, I personally 
am not going to take this literally. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he means it literally. Uh, I make uh, typically I'll make half of my bed. Um, I start my typically. day with a glass of water. Take that, Jordan Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> but he's talking again about personal responsibility. That's your bed. That's your place. Make it and start with something you're taking personal responsibility over. Um, that's that's the the premise, right? Um, and, and again, when we talk about manly men tend their field, we're talking about your field being things you're personally responsible over. So so let's talk through some of those things. Not right. an exhaustive list, just kind of a Mike and Trev in the morning shoot from the, the hip. Things that we could come up with. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, personal responsibility, your field, first of all, is yourself, right? Mm. Um, yeah. This this starts with you. We can we can talk about emotional health and spiritual health and physical health um, and on and on and on the list goes. Um, but at the end of the day, um, you need to make self obedient to Christ. Um, and and are you more obedient now than you were before? The things that you once struggled with, do you hate them more and and fall to them less? Um, that's kind of where we're going with this personal responsibility. Your field is your. Walk so, with Jesus, right? <laughs> uh, walk, yeah, I think I think you should walk with Jesus. I think yeah. it. Uh, I think it's uh, in how you. Um, I don't know how you manage your own responsibilities. Things yeah, like yeah, money and time and paying your bills and emotional. Um, <clears throat> yeah, responsibility. You know. Yeah, we've got a uh, we've got a friend. I actually had to unfriend him on the Facebooks um, because about every other month he was putting something up asking for money like hey listen mm. we're in a bad way again can you guys help me out and the ministry we're part of had done many 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 money drives for this guy and it's like dude you you're not you're not tending your field like yeah these things are your responsibility if you can't afford a five-bedroom you know house or whatever don't buy one mm-hmm. <laughs> and so uh he needed help with Life decisions, right? Yeah, you've uh, yeah. talked about this before. Everybody needing a life coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not everybody, but a lot of folks need a life coach that says you, you're not taking care of self. You, you can't even make your bed because you don't know where you're, you're going to lay your head at night. You know, you're so honestly irresponsible, you know? Yeah. And so I, I, I was talking to Garrett one time right after he kind of started Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Mm. Not after he started. It was after one of his first like professional Bouts. fights. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, he was talking about uh, how his coach had just helped him so much in maturing and, and growing up and things like that. And he said, I think everybody needs somebody that says, hey, uh, don't be an idiot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it sounds, it sounds like uh, uh, Michael Scott talking to Dwight. Like, if an idiot would do that thing, I do not do that thing. I do not do that thing. Yeah. Yeah. You need someone who um, – That's who, not a bad thing. Who cares about you enough to say, that's stupid. <laughs> And quit being stupid. Quit making stupid life decisions. Yeah. 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 And this is not an easy thing to both have and to be, mm. right? Because no one wants to be the guy calling their friend stupid, right? Um, that's not a fun position to be in. But yet, if no one calls them stupid, they keep doing stupid things, yeah. right? And so you got to call them out. Um, and so on one hand, part of taking care of self is having that coach or that person in your life that's going to call you stupid. Um, mm. I take pride in being your stupid friend. <laughs> and be my stupid friend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you you're doing stupid stuff all the time. <laughs> I tell you you're doing stupid stuff all the time. 
<laughs> We're stupid friends. <laughs> so you need a coach or a stupid friend. Is what everybody. <laughs> uh, but but this goes along with with everything. It, it, with your walk with Jesus, are you are you being stupid? Um, I'm not sure how you expect to grow if you're not feeding on the Word, right? Mm. And so so what's what are your habits in in that? What about emotional? Are you are you you know binge? Anything, any kind of binge is probably unhealthy. So, so let's work on that physically. Yeah, I, I, I need to eat a little less and work out a little bit more and, and work on those things. And, and, and I think all men do, right? Um, but that needs to be on the list of things we're, we're working on when it comes <clears throat> to self. Mm. Um, the next one is, is family. Um, some it's easier than others, right? Yeah. I mean, and you, I think you I got think your dog, right? I've got my dog. She's a good dog. Keep, keep her butt in line. <laughs> I got a little beeper thing and she doesn't like it and <laughs> she obeys. Uh, and I think these are things that are like a ladder. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't take care of family until you're first taking care of yourself. Take care of yourself very well. Yeah. The, some of those same guys that you talked about that never learned not to be stupid, they, uh, they have a family. They have a family and they're not taking care of them very well. You're not yeah. taking care of your family well. Yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll, that, and that's, that's the hard thing is, uh, men biologically are men before emotionally they're men. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so they haven't stepped into having the, the responsibility over self. And then all of a sudden they're responsible for a wife and a kid, you know, mm-hmm. and those things, those things are tough. Um, but yeah, we have to, uh, we have to lead a family, which means we have to be good at leading ourselves. And, uh, and if you're not, then those are definitely things we, got to work on i do think there are there are a good chunk of men out there i don't know how i don't know how how many in society but they get to the spot where they have a family and they're like they realize like oh crap i'm behind on this stuff oh yeah yeah <laughs> and they're scrambling to now get their lives in order because all of a sudden they've got a wife and a kid on the way yeah 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 yeah, yeah. no i'm with you I remember I was telling this story at a uh, men's Bible study, but I'm going to tell it again because it fits. Um, I remember walking down the aisle after getting married and uh, my brother's kind of <laughs> hugging me and uh, now I'm pounding the table. And it's, don't hit the table. Hit the, sorry. Uh, White. And <laughs> anyways, we walked down the aisle and the weight of, of I'm responsible for my wife now just hit me and it just, it just, I just cried like, like a, like a little baby. It's like, mm. like, this is heavy stuff. Uh, of course, my brothers hug me. Most people wife. cry when the bride is walking down the aisle. Did you cry there? No, nah, I sucked that tear right in. <laughs> it was afterwards. Yeah, yeah. It was afterwards. I walked down and it was a done deal. You know what I mean? Like, like now we're married and the weight hit me. Um, same thing when, uh, when my first boys were, I guess when all my boys were born, but the first two especially, the weight of that. <laughs> The yeah. weight of two boys at one time. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what it was. But, <laughs> but uh, these are my field and I must tend to them, you know, yeah. and uh, and that means grow, grow her and bathe her in the word and my boys help them to be men who love Jesus. And so, so yeah, these are the first two fields pretty easy to spot. It didn't take us long to come up with those. No. Um, next, we talked about uh, work. Um, that's another field for men and we need to, uh, I'm going to say it. It's not popular. People don't like it, but we need to evangelize at work. Yeah. It's really easy for me to say as a pastor, right? <laughs> yeah. But, but, uh, that's your field. That's well, we're your pastors that are field. getting jobs now. Yeah, we are. Welcome to phase three. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we need to, we need to bring the gospel to work with us, but, but, but I'll get in trouble, Mike, or I could get fired. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> Agree to your terms. 
<laughs> I understand. Yeah. Um, but that is still the right thing to do because because uh, you serve King Jesus, not King Money, mm. and uh, and so so that those are the risks you take. Um, but but I'm not saying be stupid about it, right? You can be wise about it. You can be what is it? I think it's Daniel where he talks about being um, being uh, tactful. Yeah, um, yeah. I wouldn't. Here's 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 what I would do in that situation. Okay, go ahead. I wouldn't go find the most I don't know liberal person in your group <laughs> and that hates God clearly and is vocal about it all the time. Yeah, and try to share the gospel with them. Right. That's probably not how I would do that. Yeah. Um, unless you become friends with that person and then y'all are going to get lunch pretty regularly and you're doing it off the clock, mm. you're not going to get fired for things you do off the clock. Right. Right. Um, uh, that's what I did anyways. Yeah. When I worked at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. You I, start befriending people where, where you've got a friendship yeah. and bring Jesus into that friendship intentionally quickly. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what we've, that's what we've talked about. Um, guys will try to do this relationship evangelism and, and it's a 10 year ordeal. No, no, no. Between the first you don't know five, that you have that long. That's right. Between the first five sit downs, you need to be bringing Jesus up, and uh, and that's that's how successful people do it. Again, not that I'm all that ex- successful at it, um, but all the pastors in our church are saved. So I, I'd like to take credit for. <laughs> 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 no, no. Anyways, um, but yeah, yeah. So we we have to bring the gospel to to bear at work, even, and that is your mission field, and it's not your zone that you don't bring Jesus into. Um, and so, so plan on bringing him with you and, and honestly win at work, right? Like get mm. better at it, promote, go higher and higher and do those, all those things to the glory of God. So you can tithe higher and support missions and all these things, but also don't neglect your field of missions right there at work. You're spending eight hours there a day. Bring the gospel with you. Yeah. The, uh, um, uh, uh, and I think part of the reason that we look at these verses and don't know what to do with this is because work has changed so much in the last hundred years. Yeah. 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 Like a hundred years ago, people weren't going to an eight to five job. Right. Um, and so whenever he's saying tend your business and work with your hands, that's what everybody was doing back then. Yeah. 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 That's what everybody was doing a hundred years ago. Right. Um, it was. It's a rather new thing that we leave the house every day and go to work, um, away from family, family and yeah. and into the and into the world. Really, yeah, yeah. And so, um, I will tell you the way we've talked about what not to do. The the, the way I do it, um, or have done it in the past when I when I worked in the secular workplace was was ask questions, right? Um, I wear Jesus on my sleeves and I ask questions, and so people know. Oh, that that Mike doesn't. When, when they ask why you don't cuss, you tell them, because I love Jesus, <laughs> because I'm a Christian, um, because I follow Jesus. And then, and then you look for places to ask questions. Mm. And, uh, and those questions, I've seen God work through the asking of questions. Um, well, why, why didn't you come to work? Or why do you think it's okay to, you know, whatever it is, ask questions, bring Jesus into the conversation. Um, I think is the best, best way to, one of the best ways to do it, or it's how I've been quasi successful in the past anyways um so your field that's another work we have the self tend that field we have the family tend your field we have work tend that field the next one um let's go with the church right um you should be a part of a church and not just sit your butt in a pew but a part of it contributing to it bringing gifts talents time to 
the church because the church is how the gospel is advanced. And so we need to bring that to the church. Yeah. Let me tell you, as a, as a pastor, one thing that is, uh, sorely missing is manly men in the church. Mm. Right. Um, I hate that, that, uh, that you and I stand out so broadly in our church because we're manly men, right? There should be a bunch of manly because men. Because we're men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there should be a bunch of manly men. But this has been our really, I don't want to say problem, but this has been a part of, of our ministry for years as we did kids ministry. And we're the only two men in a kids pastor's symposium or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, what are you two guys doing here? We're manly men and we're we're training up young younglings right yeah uh we're a big fan of star wars and (laughs) And here we are anakin's a coming our kids got to be ready but uh yeah yeah yeah. so so mainly men you need to be present in the church um some churches don't make this easy everything's pretty effeminate um and uh, and i get that not wanting to but but maybe you're not represented because you're not representing right um and so manly men stand up I know this means um, you may have to become a teacher or you may have to volunteer for for times that you really don't want to, but the church needs you. And so, mm. so do it. Yeah. Cool. I don't know what else to say about that. That's pretty good. You nailed Sweet. it. Sweet. All right. Nailed it. Um, final one is we need to be manly men in our community. Mm. Um, this is, uh, this is, uh, let me go to 1 Corinthians 15. Jesus talks about all things being under his feet and we're going to be placing things under his feet. Um, and, uh, and that's how the gospel advances and, and we need to place yet even our communities under the feet of Jesus. And yeah. this is done by being active. This yeah. is done by standing up against evil and standing, um, standing in those boring meetings for the followers of Jesus, right? Um, yeah. That's how it's done. Yeah. Um, I mean, make yourself known in your community. Be a part of your community. Find ways to serve your community. Um, and, uh, I don't know, just look for opportunities and areas where you can uh, be a part. I know lots of people who, um, they're on school boards. Yeah. They're in city government positions. And, uh, um, and I'd say where you can bring your church into those. Lead with that, right? Where, yeah. where you can't, like, you can't have a church representative or whatever at at a at a school board meeting. But you, as a member of your church, can be on school boards. You know, um, yeah. but if school board pulls a function, and you're and and you're bringing your biblical worldview into that. That's right. That's right. Um, that's how you change a community, right there. Yeah, yeah. You bring Jesus in, and you let him do the work. <laughs> Problem yeah. is, we uh, we like our 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 homes better. Right. Yeah. I heard, uh, I heard someone say that the, uh, the side door is, uh, is used now more than the front door by people who live in there. So like a side door or a back door is used more because people don't want to be bothered at their front door. And so they go to the side or the back, back doors. How we lived in the trailer house. I just thought that was normal. Oh (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So it's this, this, this cave mentality of I'm going into my cave and I'm not coming out until I got to go to work. And then I'm going to go back into my cave. That doesn't that doesn't help your community. Um, that doesn't help bring that community under the feet of Jesus. That just uh, well, that, that, that's you huddling up, right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so yeah, we need to uh, 
be a part of our community. When something evil comes to the community, the Christians need to be the ones who stand up against it, right? Yeah. Um, and so let's let's just take some low low hanging fruit here and talk about abortion. Um, we got involved in abortion ministry because because it came to West Texas, mm-hmm. and so uh, as as former kids pastors and people who love Jesus and children, we couldn't have that, and so we stood up against it, and uh, and and ended up. Uh, Honestly enough, and, and very coolly, we end up getting to be a part of saving a baby's life. Right, um, right now things are kind of closed down, so we're we're thanking God for that, and hoping it and praying it continues. Um, but but when ugly, sinful things come to the community, yeah, we stand up and and against those things. Yeah, um, I think uh, uh, I was trying to think of something else low hanging like that. Evil comes into your community. Um, um, it almost feels like a, it almost feels like a Western movie, like, uh, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. when the bad guy shows up and they're facing off on the other end, they got, they got the their town. red bandanas and I'm just going to say, no, <laughs> yeah, no, like Tombstone. no, <laughs> um, he was just, I guess he's ready for a fight. Yeah. Not that he was looking for a fight, but those he are was ready for a fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those are different. And, and I think and godly to, men are always ready for that. Ready for a fight. I, I don't want to do this. Um, the hardest day of the week was the day we had to go to those abortion mills, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it ruined our day, um, but it was worth it. it yeah. Someone had to fight. Someone had to stand up and, and, and fight. And, uh, we got told by a lot of, um, air quote Christians, right? You, I don't like the, how, I don't like how you're doing it. You're being too confrontational. Well, don't kill babies. Like how, yeah. how is my way of being, of confronting worse than your way of doing nothing? Right. Yeah. So, um, that's what's happening right now. Most communities, Christian men are silent in, and, uh, there's, there's Christian women speaking up or speaking out. In fact, we, the two of us and another pastor were kind of the only men at the abortion mills, mostly yeah, little mostly old ladies, women. little old ladies. That was their ministry. Um, and they needed, they needed men. Um, but yeah, that's men need to be ready for a fight. Um, uh, not looking for one, not walking around with a stick on your shoulder saying someone knocked this off. But when evil things come to your community, you're ready to speak up and speak out. Uh, what's that? What's that quote from the? Uh, it wasn't Tombstone, but it was the other White Earp movie. Oh, what does about, he say? You see evil. Yeah, he said you hit. It was uh, the guy who played Lex Luthor in the first Superman's. What's his name? He's also that famous coach. Anyways, I don't know his name. He says. Uh, he says, "Son, you're going to see evil. When you see evil, you hit first, and you hit to kill." Mm. Oh, that's, that's it. <laughs> that's what you do. Yeah, that's how you do it. Uh, in that movie, that, that Wyatt Earp movie, dude, uh, somebody calls him out, uh, and, uh, he says, alright, mister, I'll fight, up. Well, we can do this right now. And the guy's like, you don't even have a gun. He says, okay. Does that mean I get to say go? Like, yeah. He says, go, and he picks up a ball from a table, a cue ball, dude, and he throws it right at the guy's throat. <laughs> Like Bulgarian yogurt, yeah. <laughs> just clogging his gullet, and uh, then he just takes the takes the gun from him, walks away. <laughs> I'll have this now. Yeah, he hit evil hard, and he hit to kill. Mm. I don't think that guy lived through that. Like, I, there weren't good doctors back then. I know he didn't want to. <laughs> That's right. I've been hit in the throat. I know he didn't want to. <laughs> but yeah, so so again, sometimes that means something physical. Sometimes it means um, it's standing up. Uh, and and we don't like standing up in the political world, but it's missing. And Christians need to be encouraged to do that. Christian men, especially, so yeah. 
All right, um, so that's what we have. That's uh, kind of the fields we're talking about. Men, tend to these fields, the field of self. Be growing in likeness to Christ weekly, emotionally, um, daily. Be growing in those things. Your family, lead your family or be getting ready for your family. In work, you need to take the gospel to your to your work. You need to bring questions um, that will hopefully lead to you being able to share the gospel we need to be men, manly men in our community and tend the, the field that is our church um, as well. I think I think uh, when looking at these fields of responsibility that you have, I, I, I think looking at the qualifications for an elder is good. Yeah. Um, not that we need to go through that right now, but um, – and not that every man has to be an elder, but those are good qualities to have in godly men. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I don't think there's a man out there that is, uh, isn't capable with enough diligence and work, or at very least be obedient to where it says aspire to be one, right? Yeah. Says, aspire to be an elder. You can do that much, right? Maybe you can't be an elder, um, this side of heaven, but, but, but you sure can aspire and be working towards that. Yeah. That's good. All right. So we're going to close out with, uh, second Peter one, five through nine, kind of as an encouragement to, uh, to be continually, increasingly growing in these things. So. Check it out. Second uh, Peter 1, 5 through 9 says, Now for this very reason also, applying all diligence in your faith, supply moral excellence, and in your moral excellence, knowledge, and in your knowledge, self-control, and in your self-control, perseverance, and your perseverance, godliness, and in your godliness, brotherly kindness, and your brotherly kindness, love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the, in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these qualities is blind or, blind or short-sighted, having forgotten his purification from his former sins. That's right. So a quick nutshell is uh, is, is take moral excellence and, and add to that self-control. And add to your self-control perseverance. Add to your perseverance godliness and, and to your godliness brotherly kindness and brotherly kindness love. He's saying grow in these qualities. Be growing and continuously growing in these things. Um, that's what, that's what manly men do be growing in these things. And then he says for these qualities, uh, are yours. If these qualities are yours and you're increasing in them, you are not useless or fruitless, mm. right? The last thing I want to be is useless or fruitless for Jesus. And so, uh, so we need to be growing in these things, tending to these fields continuously, um, and increasing. And then like number nine says, for those who lack these is blind or short sighted. We do not want to be accused of being blind or short-sighted. Um, so men, what I suggest is you look at these five, these five fields. And, uh, um, so it's talked about, uh, first Thessalonians talked about working with your hands. Um, we're just going to run with that, that and, and talk about your hands and, and look for areas where you're calloused, right? Mm-hmm. Cause you're working those things, right? I'm mm-hmm. working on sin and self, or I'm working on family or work or community or church. Find those things that you're callous and, and don't stop doing those. Keep increasing in those. But then also look for what your hands are soft in, right? Mm. Where you're, you're not doing much work. So your hands are, are baby soft. Um, and, and that's where you know you got to do work. And I think like building calluses, when you start doing those things, it's gonna, it's not gonna be fun. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. Like going to play in parenthood. It, yeah. It just sucks. But eventually something in you dies. Usually it's that skin. That, <laughs> that skin that on the outside and <laughs> you get, you get a callus and you can do the hard work, um, because you have increased in these things and you are not useless or blind which is yeah. what we want for you yep 
Let's go over to our uh, Facebook page or Facebook group, Reforming Manhood. It's a, a private group. We can continue the conversation. Um, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and uh, share it with your friends, I guess. That's all I got. Yep. Leave us a review. Thanks oh, for Oh, leave us a review. My name is Mike Watt. I'm the Lucha Preacher. I'm Too Sweet Trevor Cowan. You guys, be sweet and show Jesus. Later. Later. Later.